Hey Bubbies, this is Brian Rodriguez, one half of the hosts of Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar. I'm actually coming to you from said wine cellar, deep, 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 deep in the vaults of the Cage Club Podcast Network headquarters. Just wanted to give you a little update on the show. Mike and I have been diligently recording episodes on The Godfather, and I say episodes because it's taking us a lot longer to do than we thought it would. We thought we could bang it out in one episode. We are... Really, 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 really short-sighted for thinking that because it's the greatest movie of all time, and that's really hard to do. So a couple bottles of wine later, we're still plugging our way at it. But then I remembered myself, Mike Manzi, and the foodie filmsman Kyle Reinfried recorded a bonus episode for the offer. So thought I'd deliver that as I edit these other Godfather episodes. So here goes. This is Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar, a podcast where we break down the films of Francis Ford Coppola, cut by cut. And this is a Cage Club Network production. No accent today? That's fine. No, you know, it's a special features episode. I figured I'd just do a special one as myself and feature myself. You are a special guy, so I get that. So, uh, buona sera, have a seat, have a glass, and welcome to Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar. I'm Brian Rodriguez, but where's Michael? We're not starting the podcast without Michael. <laughs> Here I am. Uh, my, <laughs> I can never think of like a graceful way to follow that because, uh, yeah, I've, I've stepped into frame. Hi, Mike Manzi here. <laughs> <laughs> and today we welcome back, but the first time the three of us have technically been on the show together, we welcome back the foodie films man, Kyle Reinfried. Kyle, welcome hey. back into the cellar. Uh, hello, fellas. How are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I know what we said last time that we were just going to go to The Godfather as our next episode, but there's been a lot of developments since then. And also, I was editing the episode you were on, Kyle, and you said something along the lines of like, I hope you have me back for the finale. And, and Mike, you, invite, you invited him back oh, as no. well. Some some Catholic guilt right there. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Let's uh, let's give Kyle his wish. Let's 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 let him yeah, have you, his you final wouldn't want of the ven- show. You wouldn't want a vendetta out on you. <laughs> no, exactly. I know you are a quarter Italian, Kyle, and I don't want any revenge to be yeah. <laughs> on me in any kind of way. So, welcome back to the cellar. And today's episode is going to kind of be recapping the offer a little bit, but more just a general conversation. We're going to see Kyle's thoughts on the show. We watched the special features. At least Mike and I did. There were a lot of them, but. They weren't all necessary if you're thinking about going back and, and watching them. Yeah, I also was just a heads up. I was looking for on YouTube for all of it laced together, uh, but I didn't find it. But maybe after this is aired, it'll be up like that. We'll talk about why that might be the best way to watch it, but we'll get there. Also, a little bit of Emmy controversy that I want to talk about today, as mm. well as some uh, you know recent uh, salutes. I, I have a new feature on the show that I just invented right now, just like a little, you know, a little, little salute to those who have passed. So we'll get into that. But oh, yeah, yeah. Big news today. Big news today. Big news record. today as we record. But I need to uh, introduce something. The wine of the episode, of course. Mm. Francis Coppola, a white Ooh. this time. Is that your first Blanc? white? First white. My first white. Uh, I, I was, <laughs> was going to, cool. yeah, that sounded bad. <laughs> my first white wine of the episode, Savion Blanc from 2020, Francis Coppola Diamond Collection, Savion Blanc. 
I always thought Savion would have been a cool first name for someone. Like a, your, your rapper name, Savion. <laughs> but that's a nice bottle, a, a yellow a, a bottle. Stripper. It reminds me of that, you know that dancer, like Sabian Glover, I think his name was. He's a famous dancer back in the day. Okay. Look him up. But no, okay. Sav- Savion Blanc here, drinking it. I didn't chill it before the episode because I forgot, so I have some ice cubes in here. So All right. Cheers, cheers. None of you are drinking the Coppola wine? Cheers. No, I have with me some uh, Canada Dry ginger ale right now. I thought you were going to say say <laughs> you have with you some cannabis, Mike, as you usually do. Oh, I have that as well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oregano, right? Well, Coppola has yet to sort of uh, you know spread outside of wine. I don't know why. You go up to his vineyard, and right next door, they're growing some of the best cannabis in america uh you know he's got you know anyway that's all i'm saying but yeah i'm you know if nothing but consistent well you live in new jersey exactly yeah it's it's a it's a hundred percent legal i now go get it legally a block away from where i used to get it illegally in high school (laughs) (laughs) well that's your thing i'm gonna stick to the wine here i'm a wine guy and especially a coppola wine guy so those of you who own the coppola vineyard if you're Francis, Francis's family, or somebody else, if you want me to sample some new varietals <laughs> you have, send oh, them my way. Yes. Well, hold on now. Like, if we're shilling for sponsors, it's not that I don't drink wine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> send it here too. I'll develop a, a, a drinking problem for the show. I don't mind. <laughs> Mike, we've seen you at my wedding. We know. I love that this wedding is going to so legendary on the network. <laughs> You're more of a mess at his wedding than Luca Brasi. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm I'm like Fredo in part two. It's like crazy. <laughs> oh man, and Kyle, you might not have a drink. I can't see, but you have a drink shirt on for those watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colorful. Yeah, looks like looks like you're on your way to go see Johnny Fontaine tonight or something. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like I'm proud of the Jetsons. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. So happy to have all you guys here. Kyle, I'm going to ask for your thoughts on the offer in a second since, Mike, you and I both offered our thoughts on the offer in the last episode. Uh, Do want to compliment your Mets hat and your Spider-Man shirt on the air. So cheers (laughs) to you. Salute, brother. Thank you. But want to remind you guys and those of the Coppola Vineyard to hit us up on social media. My... Twitter is oh my Rodriguez O H M Y Rodriguez. Mike, you are the Mikester everywhere. We also have a show Instagram, which is Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar. I almost forgot it. <laughs> it's a long title, but it's a great title. Um, also, though, wherever you're listening, hit that subscribe button. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Give us a five star review or a positive rating. And right now. This is an independent podcast, like all our podcasts, but this is also a fledgling podcast. We're really, really, really new, so we need your support to get the word out and tell everyone about how much fun we have here in the cellar, how much awesome talk on the offer, and how how awesome it's going to be when we get into The Godfather and so many other great Coppola projects. So tell a friend about the magic and love that happens down here in the cellar. Wow, nice. Nice spiel. Loved it. You weren't even reading. You were just, that was all just right off the dome. Brian was on the high school improv team. Too. I was on the high school improv team. More, oh, what was, more what on that, that in high school slumber party. What was that was called? The improv team with a lowercase. Wow, I, now, so. I, that is 
I, I could see why it succeeded. That is so creative. Oh, it was <laughs> Kyle. You could you could admit this. It was a very successful improv team. I'm not just blowing smoke up people's asses. Like we were very popular in the school. Yeah, I mean that improv team like always was like there was like one year of like a yeah, not just because of like, me. I'm not saying it was popular because of me. It was no, I'm just like, saying you know that was our high school that like athletics weren't like that great so they did appreciate and put money into like the musical theater and then like you know improv team usually they have like a like a silly name even if it's ironic or something so just to call yourself the improv team (laughs) we were the improv team and also hey we graduated someone who became a saturday night live castmate for a year and does movies with these witherspoons so that's right Like three suitors? That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) But I forgot how many hours they say that it takes to... 10,000. 10,000. I'd have to count my podcast pre-editing hours. I don't have that data, but 300 plus High School Slumber Party episodes. Countless episodes on your show, Mike. With you, Kyle, on PS I Love Hoffman. I have a lot of hours at this now, so (laughs) I don't always have to read from the old script. Point taken. <laughs> so Kyle, you're back here in the cellar. Since Mike and I did offer our opinions on the offer, offer. I, I did it again. I did it again. <laughs> Kyle, you saw the whole show or just the episode you were on for? No, yeah, I watched the whole show. Thank you again for letting me use your Paramount account. <laughs> uh, you watching uh, anything else on Paramount? <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think so. Somebody is on my account. <laughs> I saw the, I, is it you, Mike? No, I set up my own little profile with Captain Picard's oh, you did. head. You yeah, did. so, <laughs> I have so you don't have to see Ink Master and all that other wings and <laughs> wings. I love wings. <laughs> There's a reason why I constantly find myself without money is because I think I have multiple Paramount accounts. But Mike, I won't cut you off. Don't worry. We have a show account. Nope. All good. We're charging Joey Lewandowski's black card anyway, his Cage Club black card. That That's what pays for all my subscriptions. But um, Kyle, so you finished the offer. What were your thoughts? That The floor is yours right now. I promise I won't cut you off. Thoughts, musings, if you will, favorite characters, favorite moments, things you didn't like. Yeah, so I, I watched the whole series. I did really enjoy it. You know, to recap kind of like what I said in the one episode, I, I guess it on. What was, and that was like episode four. Four, right? Five, right? Five. five. And yeah, I, I, you know, it's a show about making movies, which any movie that's like about that, any TV show that's about that already has a leg up on other things just because I'm always uh, into that realm. Uh, even even the movie, uh, I, ju- I just saw Nope, which is in the spectrum of like movie making. So I enjoyed that as well. But uh, yeah, The Offer... I think the cast was great, maybe except for Giovanni. No, I honestly, I, I Giovanni Rubisi was great. It was just too much. He did a great character. It was just a lot. So it's like I don't know if that character just belonged in like a Dick Tracy movie, or, <laughs> <laughs> like just something a little bit more like i mean already hey what i I mean i'm sure not everything is true but like it's a story that i didn't know how much the mob was involved in but like yeah it just seemed like even like a cartoonish mob at some points but uh but besides that i mean the cast was outstanding i I wish dan fogler was like a little taller 
just the height differences just got to yeah them. we brought that up on the episode and even dan fogler is like francis I, i'm paraphrasing but he was like i'm sure francis watches this in horror seeing like a short man <laughs> play and so when i prep the artwork for the episode that goes on instagram and twitter and all that i'm trying to pull stuff that has him on it because this is uncle francis's wine cellar and you really see the height difference in the stills mm. but when he's like next to matthew good or uh you know uh ruddy like the, the when he's next to those two yeah characters, both of those guys are actually like they're not just hollywood tall i think those are tall no ones. they're actually tall you're right but yeah. you see he really looks tiny not tiny in with no offense, Dan Fogler, but he looks like very short. He yes. looks closer to a he looks closer to like a Lucas height than a Coppola height. How tall is Lucas? I mean, I we're, by I'm, the way, I'm, Mike, some of our fans might be confused, and I say fans very loosely. I don't mean Corey Haim Lucas. I mean, how oh, tall yes, is George, George Lucas? Is yes. George Lucas. Yeah, I think George Lucas, and I think Steven Spielberg short too. I don't know. They always look short next to Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, he's a big man. He has a huge presence about him. Yeah, he fucking stomps those grapes out with those big those fucking... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but feet. <laughs> so sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I was No, curious. no, no. So, I mean, I love the cast, and in particular, Matthew Good, Robert Evans. Oh, just... whoa, 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 whoa. George Lucas, 5'6". There's nothing wrong with your 5'6 out there, but Coppola's like 6-something. Wow, it's George Lucas is that short? Wow, that's that's short. <laughs> that's, that's that's like Tom Cruise short. <laughs> Coppola is six feet tall. Six feet tall. So uh, okay, yeah. But that's a good, Not that I'm four six inches. feet. I'm six foot. You know. So yeah. But he's imposing. You know. That's the other thing. Like yeah. he carries himself a certain way, and he's got that big body to throw around. So I think Fogler inhabits his presence very well. Mike, you said that in such a way that was like Fredo, like I'm smart, like you're like I'm tall, <laughs> <laughs> I'm six feet. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I could I could look him in the eye if I had to. So Kyle, we we've debated on here to have a Fredo award for every movie, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because the actor obviously is great, but like to be called to be called a Fredo is a very insulting. No, it's thing. the character. No, yeah, yeah, it's the, the character. It's the character. Like who's the Fredo of the movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fredo's the Fredo of the Godfather. <laughs> that checks. Kyle. Out. Kyle. You know, I, I gotta agree with you on the uh, the mob front. Like you could go back and listen to from episode one. I was. You know, I couldn't shut up about it. You know how how it felt kind of clunky or like unnecessary at times. So that's the other thing is like it could have been done okay, but then they have Giovanni Ribisi, you know, playing the Penguin and Joe Gallo playing the Joker, and I'm just like so distracted by whatever these guys are doing that it's taken me out. It feels so unrealistic, I guess, is what it comes down to because of how they're portraying their characters. And I never have an issue with any of the Hollywood stuff going on. Like, those characters are supposed to be larger than life, so it doesn't bother me when they feel sort of eccentric and, you know, over the top. Mike, I gotta say this. So since we've recorded that last episode, I've tried to get feedback, even from people like like my mom, right, who I turned on to the show, but other people who have watched the show, and the people who really enjoy the mafia parts are like lifelong old school New Yorkers who lived it because those were their headlines. Like 
mafia people were almost celebrities in the 60s and 70s. I remember growing up in the 80s, even like we caught the tail end of it with John Gotti. You mm-hmm. know, like John Gotti was certainly a celebrity for being a New York gangster, right? And like, was he the Teflon Don? Yeah, he's the Teflon Don. Yeah, he's the Teflon Yeah, exactly. Like, so like, even as like a kid, kid, like that was in the same air as, you know, Tom Hanks, right? Like, it's crazy, yeah. but like, yeah. So you're right. I do tend to I tend to forget about that. I think that is a forgotten part of celebrity is like, you know, we glorified the mob like for real. For real. It really happened. You guys know my friend Shane from college. He lives up in Vermont and I met his uh friend Tommy up there. He's Tommy Gambino Jr. Jr. Oh my god. And so it's like his grandfather is the, you know, Thomas Gambino, who is in prison, his grandfather's in prison, and this junior junior or whatever is uh, just like such a hippie, like complete Vermont. <laughs> and I wow. just love the idea of like the <laughs> grandfather, like he just walks around barefoot everywhere. It's just like, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. He, still, he, go, he go visits him in jail and stuff like that, but he's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Just but like, Kyle, you're so right in a sense where. For us living in the New York metro, like the Gaudis are real people. The Gambinos are real people. These were real families that were here. So you could imagine the impact in the 60s and in the 70s and even before that. When a mafioso was killed, it was the biggest news in the city. So I get it for people living in that time to actually like the mafia aspects of it. But for us, it's we're largely not attached to that era. We didn't live through it. We know the mafia through the movies, you know? Like, we don't know the mafia. Like that. <laughs> so to see it on screen like this, it can be a little bit amplified and silly to us. But again, from, and I didn't do an actual Gallup poll here, but just from me talking to people, especially older <laughs> people who watch the show, they love the old Hollywood part and they loved the mafia part, specifically like, oh, I remember when, you know, Crazy Joe Gallo was out there and when he was killed in Umberto's, like, you know? So they're like touchstone moments for them. So I get it in that sense. No, I get that. I get that. Anything else, Kyle, from the show? Uh, Just to keep going with the cast, so the actor that plays uh, Joe Gallo, I really like him. He actually, he played a young Pesci in Jersey Boys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm just just looking at the rest of the cast. uh, Josh Zuckerman, he's in that movie Sex Tape. You ever watched Right? Oh, no, not Sex Tape. I'm sorry, not Sex Tape. What is Sex Drive? Sex Drive. Sex Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. It's nice seeing Juno Temple on something other than Ted Lasso, just like a completely different character. Uh, Or not completely different. It freaked me out because I forgot she had that accent. So... When we were watching behind the scenes stuff, I was like, Whoa, what is going on? <laughs> what? Oh, what? I totally forgot. Yeah. And, and, and Mike, Mike, you still haven't seen Ted Lasso yet, right? Correct. Correct. Oh, you're missing uh, it. You're missing I know we're from this movie. It, the title escapes me, but it has like Matthew McConaughey is in it, and it's insane. And uh, something Joe, Joe something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I um, And I've said this on the episode, but I first saw her in that bad jack black michael Sarah movie year oh, one year one year yeah. one like, i always want to say Ten Thousand bc but that was a different movie that was like the, the late, the late uh the late harold ramis directed it it was pg-13 oh. yeah killer I, I, mm-hmm. killer joe yeah. killer joe killer right. joe sorry yeah with thomas hayden church hey wings all right <laughs> mike 
you, we might as well announce it. The next podcast we're doing is a Wings podcast. We're very <laughs> honestly, that would be awesome. But no, we're not, we're not doing a Wings podcast. <laughs> That's one I think my mother would really listen to. <laughs> there's some, because there's so many great like actors that went out and did other great projects that we could then like sort of also cover. You know, I'd watch uh-huh. Monk. <laughs> The wing. I mean, we talked about the, you know the Fraser verse, the Cheers verse, whatever it's called. Yeah, wings yeah, is yeah, in yeah. it, but Wings. If you don't know Dance. Wings, watch Wings. <laughs> Dancing <laughs> on the ceiling. Dancing on the ceiling. Oh. <laughs> well, Kyle, again, appreciate your feedback, Mike. Watch Ted Lasso. So <laughs> let's let's get into some nitty gritty that I wanted to discuss today, and that is the special features. A couple people hit me up and said hey, you're not watching the after episode stuff because they answered a couple of your questions on that after episode thing. And I was like, no, I, I didn't even know it existed because I have watched ex- every one of them after the episodes. They're good. So I truth be told, I only got the separate Paramount Plus so you guys could watch because I technically have an extension of it on my Amazon. But sorry, I don't trust you. I didn't want to give you my Amazon password. Oh, there's an extension on Amazon? Yeah, you can watch it through Amazon. Yeah, but you have to you can get almost every streaming service on Amazon and watch it through there. But it's not as good because it doesn't have, for example, the special features, right? Like it's Oh. You can get a limited version of almost every streaming service through your Amazon Prime. But you got to pay for it. But it's not like I said, it's better to get it separately. Regardless, I watched it on Prime before I canceled that extension. So I didn't even know those existed. So if you go on your Paramount Plus, guys, and if you look up the offer, you'll see something called extras or bonus material or whatever, and it looks daunting. You'll see 44 videos available. Couldn't believe it. I was like, what? I texted you immediately. I'm like, how am I going to watch 44 videos? I was shocked. I was shocked. Don't be scared by this. For whatever reason, they've cut Mm -hmm. up like greatest hits of clips that they consider bonus content, right? Like, right, right. It's like it, the list is sort of like uh, split up between four and one minute segments, and it's like a behind the scenes featurette on the wardrobe. But then it's like here's a one minute clip from the show, and then here's a commercial for the show. There's like a lot of clips from the show, so like they counted those as special features. Like I'd say over half of them. That you don't have to watch. You know, yeah, if you, if you <laughs> watch important. the episodes, you don't need to watch a clip from the episode, for example. You don't need to watch like the seven trailers for the show that they have, right? Like Yeah, there should only how many episodes were there? Ten? Ten. And there's forty four yeah, so clips. Yeah, exactly. There should only but there should only be like ten of the like legitimate things, right? Yeah, there's ten legitimate ones after the episode, but also Kyle, they have like five featurettes, like wardrobe, yeah. music. Stuff oh, okay. like that, which is kind Makeup. of Makeup. Cool. Yeah, props. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't learn much from these that we didn't already know, especially that now that we've finished the entire show. My feedback, the most interesting thing I saw from it was that they actually shot this. It seems like it. They shot this as almost three separate movies. They shot the first two episodes together. And if you notice, it's the same director. Uh-huh. They shot the next, what would make sense here math-wise? Yeah, yeah, they shot the next four together with the same director, and they shot the last four with the same director. Which, so, which ones did Adam Arkin direct? The, the second grouping. So I think it's three, four, five, six. I could be wrong. And then another person does seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm looking at 
for direct. Okay, so if it if that could be true too, Kyle. Yeah, but I think Adam Arkin did. Yeah, did four, and then the other three did two apiece. Okay, so whatever it was, they concepted it like that, right? And Mike, we talked about this. That totally makes sense. Some of these yeah. episodes felt like they could have been condensed together. Some of them right. felt dependent on the next episode. So hearing that made you make sense. So Kyle, if what you're saying is correct, that the last four were split in two, and that's only hearsay that I got from watching these special features. Gotcha. Oh, you know, besides Adam Mark and I and looking to the other directors, which awesome. I never realized that that guy, I knew him from like Mad Men. I didn't realize that was Alan Arkin's son. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so you knew him from Mad Men. Yeah, yeah. I knew him more as an actor. I know him as a filmmaker. So, and he did that that like middle four, right? Yeah, he's the only one credited with four episodes. It says Adam Arkin four episodes, Colin Buxy two, Dexter Fletcher two, and Gwyneth Horder Peyton two. Interesting. <laughs> and Colin Buxy, really great. Looks like uh, I mean, television director between Fargo, Breaking Bad. Just looks like a pretty big, oh, the Wu-Tang series. Looks like a pretty big television director. And then Dexter Fletcher is the guy that came in and finished off Bohemian Rhapsody and then did Rocket Man, did Eddie the Eagle. So yeah, he, I noticed that. And he was actually hey. in the fe- featurettes a bunch. So it seems like, I don't know if it's one of those things where someone's credited as a director, but it really did seem like collaborative between the entire team slash the showrunner. Yeah, yeah. I wish it, I wish it would say on IMDb doesn't say what episodes. You have to go episode by episode, but... It is what it is, right? The other big thing I took away from it was, well, Al Ruddy is Al Ruddy. Yep. All over it. He's here. And he's very much like, I see where uh, Miles Teller got his inspiration. He's so gruff and he's so (laughs) cocksure in his story. He's playing Al Ruddy today is what my revelation Mm. was. He's playing Al Ruddy today, recalling it as if he's like traveled. His mind was sent back in time, in like Days of Future Past style. Like, <laughs> and his head is in his old body, and he's because you're right. It's like he's Al Ruddy's like, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> listen to Godfather. It's a Herculean task. Uh, Every day is the worst day of my life. When I'm doing the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> my life was so a living hell. He should be playing the older Al Ruddy. <laughs> He's like, but I got the Academy Award. <laughs> yeah, and it's very clear in these special features that we said in the other episodes, but I'll reiterate it. This is Al Ruddy's story. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt. And so Al Ruddy, I'm sure you guys have had to have mentioned this, but like, so he was supposed to be played by Army Hammer originally. Oh, is that we might have? Did we met? Did we know that? I can't. That that doesn't really ring a uh, bell. That, I don't have that, Kyle. I have. I, I mentioned Army Hammer, but I have him playing what's his name? Who's he going to play? Um, um, Evans. Yeah. Oh, he was. Robert Evans. Oh. Oh, they then really, I mean, like... Yeah, they dodged a huge bullet with that. Yeah, and Matthew Good is just so much better anyway. So, Kyle, I actually had this in my notes to talk about, so I might as well talk about that now. I listened to a couple of interviews about the show, not necessarily with Matthew Good, who's apparently notoriously doesn't like to talk to the press. But one of the greatest things about the show that we all agree that Matthew Good was amazing, um, you know, him as Evans was a revelation, and he came in only weeks before 
the production was set to start because Army Hammer stepped down because he was a cannibal, apparently. And I'll just read about all that other stuff. Uh, it, it aroused him to eat people. I think that, you know, I, I don't it's know. An level. <laughs> We're not going to get into it here, the Army Hammer stuff. But uh, yeah, he was set to play. Mike's into cannibalism. <laughs> we'll do it on your show, Kyle. Oh. oh no no cannabis that's what i'm sorry that and cannibalism my cover is wait nicole what army hammer don't i'm not putting that on the air. I like, I like that. <laughs> army, hammer, army army hammer is hot yeah but i don't Straight. want pe- hot people can be monsters no, I, have, I have to i have to say my me too stuff hot people can be monsters i can no, I'm not, I'm not that, that I, I can grok that. You no, know? Look, he might be a good-looking guy, and his brother is good-looking, too, as they played the Wingo Boss. And supposedly but... Robert Downey Jr. is paying for his rehab. Army Hammer is in cannibal rehab? Yeah. Boy, we've gone off on a tangent. Here. I, yes, I, I, yeah, I, I, was in an, I was not in an improv team in high school. I did not know where to take this. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole, come back. You know Matthew Good? Matthew Good? Look him up. He's a good-looking guy, too. No pun yeah. intended. She, actually, up. she should. The fact that she likes Tom Hiddleston, there's you know similarities. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, British, the British, yeah, British, tall, lanky. Yeah, exactly. Good looking. Just, but, yeah. it's like a Doctor Who type. I like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> David Tennant. Like, yeah, exactly. It's Doctor Who people that could make movies instead of just sci-fi. Talk. <laughs> a little yeah. level up from Doctor. Yeah, Who, a level. Yeah, Doctor Who leveled up. Yeah. Sorry, Nicole. He's in the show, the offer that we're talking about. Oh, yeah, he's hot. Yeah, he's hot, too. So yeah. they replaced... He plays Ozymandias in Watchmen, and then he's in a normal... Uh, I always Watchmen. forget about Watchmen. that. I always forget about that. So Army Hammer, good-looking guy, monster of a human being. He's a monster of a human being. Point is, uh, Matthew Good steps into that role weeks before, channels that stuff, and everyone considers him the best part of the show and the best performance here and the most exciting performance. Now... Because he was, because mm-hmm. he was fucking born to play it. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Bobby, I, I know what I was going to do. What I do. Charlie, That's all Charlie. it is. <laughs> we'll get back into the special features and all the bonus content in a moment, but we need to clarify something right now, or at least try to. Right. The right. Emmy. The Emmy nominations came out uh, since we recorded the last episode. I was expecting, or I was hoping that Matthew Good would be nominated for Bob Evans. I knew the show wasn't going to get nominated for any other awards, right? But let me get on my soapbox right now and say he should have been nominated. I think he was a revelation. I think he was awesome. I know that Paramount Plus doesn't have a lot of clout right now, and I know that this show is not necessarily prestige, but I think he earned it. A lot of people in Hollywood did too, and I feel like it's a snub. Now, before we get into comments about that, there's a lot of controversy right now, and I'm kind of pissed off at Paramount Plus for not clearing it up. We don't know if the offer is eligible for this year's Emmys or the, you know, the Emmys coming up or next year's Emmys. It's right on the cusp. You have Mm -hmm. to have your show completed by March 31st. The show came out way before March 31st, but ended after. And I'm not in Hollywood. I don't know if they like, oh, we're putting it up for next year, putting up for this year. They haven't had a press release about it. They haven't cleared it up. I've literally listened to podcasts that have griped that he wasn't nominated for this. <laughs> and I've also listened to podcasts that have said, no, 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 wait till next year. We don't know. And the point is like, come on. If you're Paramount Plus, 
This show is literally about your history, and you're not going to clarify that for the fans. You're not going to put out a statement that says, oh, we were disappointed that he was snubbed, or wait till next year, yep. guys. And the fact that I have done hours of research trying to figure this out and can't figure it out, it just gets me angry, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in the exact just same... just got to call up Charlie and find out. <laughs> I'm in the... Exactly. I'll tell you right now, Evans is fucking nominated. Um, <laughs> but, like, He's you know, minute, I'm right... Minute, yeah. I'm right there with you, Brian, because like I even feel like the Emmy should come out and clarify something. And also, I just want to say, like when we started posting about it, it really opened my eyes to how many people might actually be listening to our show and have found us and stuff. Because like that comment got a lot of like likes and retweets, and then even responses with what you just said. It's like we're not sure if he's even eligible. You know, it kind of calmed us down for the moment. I remember where we were like, all right, all right, at least like there's always next year. But then it's just like. It is very frustrating. Like, I don't understand it, but yeah, I, I mean, he should be nominated. Nominate him for both years. I don't give a shit. <laughs> both. Like, I haven't even seen television from next year. I can't imagine anybody doing much better than what he did. Like, for example, Stranger Things is next year's Emmys. They've clarified that. Netflix has said that. Then they should say something like that about the offer. I agree. And so I don't know whether to get on the soapbox now and be mad that he wasn't nominated. Or wait wait till next year and see if he's nominated. But then in terms of relevance, are people going to even be thinking about the offer then? I hope. That's the one positive thing about being on a streaming service as opposed yeah, to being exactly. on a network yeah. right there yeah. is like it's not going anywhere. It's up there forever. So Yeah, and, and yeah it's, all, it's, all, it's up there for more people to discover. So I really don't think it doesn't work in its favor or, you know, it, it can work in its favor. I don't think it's too negative. I think it can work in its favor. And yeah, if they if they didn't push the series at all this year, like I don't know if Emmys do for your considerations or anything like that, or if they just have to plug it in and just saying we want this show to be, you know, whatever. I Bye. didn't see a lot of work done for it to to what you're saying, Kyle. I saw actually people in newspapers writing that Evan. About Yellowstone, isn't that like their big tentpole one? That's what I was about to ask. Are there other Paramount Plus shows nominated or talked about? Even like I, I only know about their Star Trek stuff, and like there's no way that's getting nominated. So I'm glad you bring up Yellowstone, and <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm glad you bring up Yellowstone for this specific reason. The reason that Paramount is pushing all their new shows so much is because they effed up with Yellowstone so badly that I've talked about it on even High School Slumber Party. That's how bad they messed up. It has changed. <laughs> it's changed. I want to know how that come up. Because we yeah. talk about, on AP specifically, we talk about like streaming and choices and, and if these networks were able to, or sorry, if these streaming services were able to predict what they had. And the biggest example of they had no effing idea what they were doing is Yellowstone. So Yellowstone is Paramount owned. The channel it's on, it's Paramount Network. But guess where the episodes air? It's not Paramount Plus. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is it um, Apple? It's Peacock. Why? They sold it for pennies because Paramount Plus wasn't a network yet. They had CBS All Access. They had some other things. Wow. They didn't believe in the show and streaming rights. And NBC got the rights for it because Peacock was actually smart. They bought a bunch of shows like this for like not a lot of money, a lot of money to you and me, but you know, a lot, not a lot of money to them to air. Yeah. So they have first air rights for that show. Now Paramount can air reruns 
but they can't air the new ones. Only Peacock can, which is their direct competitor. So what do they do? Yeah. They made that like 1800 show for that reason. Spinoff, right. They made the spinoff for that reason. So Yeah, so they can own the rights to it, but they screw up so bad. Uh, Charlie wouldn't like that one. So Paramount produces the show, but CBS airs the show. Mm -hmm. So Paramount Network, which is a little watch network, airs the show. So to to be clear. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Paramount Network airs it on TV, but. Peacock airs it on streaming. Is Pe- Peacock's the NBC? Peacock is NBC right? Universal. So, so okay. So, if it gets nominated, do they get any credit because no, it's on no, their stream? No, no. no, right. So, okay. So, in that sense, they're in the clear as far as like credit goes, but their distribution rights are screwed. Guess what's uh, with The Office, the most watched show on Peacock? Yellowstone. Yellowstone. <laughs> Which is not their property. So one can say the, the whole Viacom slash CBS, let's put it all in one streaming service, is because they effed up with Yellowstone. All right. Well, they're learned their lesson good, I'll tell you that. No, but it, it, it's cool because, um, Mike, you and I talked about this, that like the offer has commercial breaks. It's possible that they thought of it at mm-hmm. one point for Paramount Network or something on TV, that they were like, yeah. wait a minute. yeah. Like, because it has fade, fade in, fade out commercial breaks. It's not just like yeah, yeah, in there. right. I think yeah, they might have figured out like, oh, like it's we can be edgier, so like let's keep pushing it, and then you know, it's it's, it's simple stuff. They could have just like had two versions after the edit in the edit suite and be like, here's the network version and here's the streaming version. Like, we got to go with the streaming version, almost like the Godfather itself. We have the long version and we have the short version, like the clean one and the dirty one. They sold NBC those rights, and I forgot the exact amount, but it's not a lot. In perpetuity, as long as that show exists, they can air the first streaming rights. Now, I believe Paramount can air it once the season ends, but like, how ridiculous is that? Regardless, I bring it up only because it's related to what we're talking about with the offer. So, whew. Mike. Okay. We've talked about... We talked about uh, Matthew Good getting snubbed or maybe not getting snubbed uh, and the whole Evans thing and the revelation that was. We, we went on some streaming conversation, but back to the actual streaming service and what they offer with these special features. What did you take from that, if anything? Uh, that Well, they really got, their, got to get their shit together a little more when it comes to pre- presentation of their content. Because wait, 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 wait. Can I have a request for you? Yeah. Can you say that as Charlie Bluehorn? <laughs> they really got to get their shit together when it comes to distribution of their special features, goddammit. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, like, what a fucking hassle to watch this stuff. And I really was, like, looking forward to it, you know? But you really, you, you gotta, every time you watch a video, if you watch, like, the 25th or 34th video, it resets you back to the top. And then halfway through, I realized that they're sort of in reverse. Like the last one is first and the first one is last. So then I started like losing my place. So like I was very displeased uh, trying to watch it, but I liked the content itself. I was enjoying those sort of character featurettes. I don't really know how else to explain it, but we get a couple of them. I was disappointed we didn't get one for Francis. Or for Evans. I was shocked. The Evans one was shocking, Mike. Shocking. 
I, I, I was devastated, to be quite honest. Uh, but it was nice to see, oh. like, we get, we get a Pacino one, I believe. Uh, that guy's all over the special features. Giovanni Ribisi's all over the special features. I'm like, what are you all over the special features for? <laughs> um, yeah, it was cool. You know, I mean, I, again, like you said, it didn't really learn that much because the show it's really weird these special features are super meta now because like it's a show about putting on a movie trying to put on a period these special features are talking about making a show but it's like a period piece you know so like they're trying to nail the look of when the when the movie was made and the movie is trying to nail the look of the godfather time period so like there's this really sort of very complex thing to, to sort of keep track of they showed a lot of that that was cool to see a bit of um how they kept track of all of that stuff behind the scenes and i guess i liked uh, what they showed with the prop section they recreated francis's actual binder from the set like awesome. i guess you, you could actually buy they published it i suppose and like what mm -hmm. they did was they, they took that version and like recreated it like actually so like handcrafted it and like brought it back to life uh so like that was really cool that attention to detail uh and just yeah the attention to detail you know one one person said at one point i think it was one of the makeup artists was like i've done movies and i've done tv and every time you do tv they're like make it look like the movies but here's like less than half the money to do it with and somehow they managed, <laughs> somehow they managed with this series yeah, you know, once I was actually able to to watch the special features, I did enjoy them. Yeah, I enjoyed them as well. And Mike, I love that you just said that because it's funny. The special features, and they they're very meta about this on them. But the special features are about a TV show that's about making a movie. So there's so right. many levels there, and they acknowledge that. And they're like, uh, the music one was really cool to me because she's like, I have to take Nino Rota's score but I can't copy it. I It's like I have to feel what he might have thought in these scenes, but add a little bit of 70s rock and roll to it. And and mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of what the whole show is about. So they're actually pretty cool special features, but you're so right in what you said in the beginning. I wish they organized them a little bit better. I wish there were like featurettes, episode things, not those ones. Yeah. No, but then, there's, like, clips. Yeah, they're, they're so short, like three to four minutes a piece that you just lace them all together and you put a title card between all the segments, you know, <laughs> like that's all you got to do with it. I was, that was tough. But other than that, they're good. <laughs> yeah. HBO does it more by episode. Mm. The, okay. the special features in Game of Thrones, you have to go into specific episodes, you know, like that yeah, after yeah, like yeah. Ben, ben Hoff and Weiss after like, Oh, we thought Jon Snow would do. Remember those? Oh, that, those are the days. <laughs> vaguely, vaguely. <laughs> they could do that for the new show. I don't. I don't really stay till after the credits on TV shows, so I don't know what I'm missing. It's just movies that Marvel has me trained, like in theaters. I had to watch my Silicon Valley after Game of Thrones, so I, I definitely stayed. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on the offer that we wanted to mention here before again we, Mike, you and I have the daunting task of diving into the Godfather theatrical cut. Oh yeah. Anything else you want to mention? Uh, I, I'm good. I say I say I allocate the rest of my time to to Kyle here because you know every if you've been listening along, you've heard everything I think I've had to say up until this point about this show. So Kyle, 
you know i'm just i'm just kind of curious um i mean do do we know if this show did well so that's a great question kyle i'm assuming it did not considering they didn't push anything but i'm very hopeful that this show will be a slow burn the truth is not a lot of people have paramount plus star trek is doing decent for them that it's getting people on but is the star trek crowd really the the offer crowd Something I do love about Paramount Plus, if you are an old movie junkie, so many great Paramount properties are on here. Like I'm talking about stuff from the 40s and 50s and 60s. Oh, yeah, nice. When they were, nice. When they were relevant, yeah. No, I was still relevant. <laughs> but uh, something else I'll say that I do, I think they actually do a good job, contrary to you know how they place the offer special features. When you log on the main screen of Paramount, there's a whole list of things that says movies related to the offer. So you could watch right. Love Story. You could watch uh, Chinatown. Chinatown, you know, yeah. and, and that's awesome. I love when there's groupings like that, right? And more and more streaming services are doing this. Kyle, you and I have talked about this on your show and my show, that streaming services should do this. Like, friends should have for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving all the Thanksgiving episodes together. And HBO Max is doing that a lot more. Um, hopefully this thing yeah, yeah HBO that. Max did do that with friends yeah oh they actually did last season but Netflix is starting to do that a little bit yeah no I agree I just I'm curious if Paramount is doing that because they still don't have a whole lot of properties in the sense of at least original original for the original properties they don't have a lot of but they have like, yeah new 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 to Paramount plus like have been made under Paramount they plus. have obviously so... Paramount has yeah no yeah they have so many movies and yeah, you're right that is one of the better things about it but also the Nickelodeon archive, like, is amazing. The uh, MTV archive is amazing, right? Like, if you want to see Beavis and Butthead or Clone High, things like that, there's a lot of great yeah. stuff on there. It's just, you know what it is. There's so many streaming services out there. You have to, like, if you have any reasonable budget, you have to make cuts and you have to make decisions. So it's yeah, hard it's to have the all dessert of it. cart coming to the table. Hmm. Foodie, foodie. Take the cannoli is what I say. Foodie films. Not yet, Mike. Not yet. <laughs> I'm lucky that we have the Cage Club black card from Mr. Joey Lundowski that I get all these streaming services for free. But if I didn't have it, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I hear you. And all the different copies of all the movies. <laughs> I, I just ask if it did well, because I am curious to see if they do any kind of similar show. Like, I'm not expecting. Mm-hmm. Are you guys expecting any kind of spinoff? Uh, I kind hope. Of, I know we speculated, but like, you know, like a prequel paramount thing or you know i i hope so i really you know i i I hope so i just want more matthew good well that's the thing that that's that's a definitely a direction i would like to see it go is like make it the bob evans show and just take it from there you know and like the movies he made the rest of his life like just follow this guy around and and they'll do it for two more seasons and i would love that yeah, that would be a good way to go. Or we've also talked Godfather 2, you know, make the Godfather 2, show that. But I think I think it would be cooler to see different other different movies getting made with other problems getting in the way with. Yeah, other that's what I'm talents. saying. Like, if I'm just curious if anything to any extent is like if, you know, it's just all the the offer Rocky. <laughs> exactly you know like i was trying to think of like if scorsese ever made a paramount movie or i couldn't off the top of my head how, I about, uh, how about indiana jones you get spielberg right, and yeah. lucas that would be crazy that, that would belong in that would belong in the museum <laughs> <laughs>
I think there's a possibility like two years from now, because I think this show might have a slow burn as more people get onto Paramount Plus and like, oh, this is cool, because they do really promote it a lot. Sorry, on the interface, whatever it's called, on the actual streaming service. On the app. On the app, yeah. So maybe down the road, there's two things that I think Paramount Plus could take from this, though. If they made Mike, and we know that there's a documentary, we know there's a book because you've read it or listened to the audiobook. If they made an Evans autobiography of the kid stays in the picture. Yeah. I would love to see that. Like his a miniseries on his whole life. That's great. Yeah, that yeah, I'd love that too. So the other thing I'll say is that uh, you know, we've concepted this show, Uncle Francis, we've concepted some ideas. And one thing I, I do want to have a whole dedicated episode to is like if they made The Godfather four, what would it be? Because there's a lot of rumors, there's a lot of things we've even talked about on your show Third Times a Charm, Mike. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is oh, something yeah. that I know it sounds sacrilegious, and I'm not even asking for it. But if Paramount were to somehow get the funding and really want people to do their streaming series, if they made an actual good Godfather 4 series, yeah, people would subscribe for that. They really we, would. We've, we've talked about this a lot and on and off air on those episodes of Godfather three. And it's like, we want more God, like we want more Godfather. But I, like, I think I said it back then before Paramount plus existed, like Netflix Godfather show, the Godfather series, you know, like do it. You could go all throughout time and space. You know, you have to take all the time you need. Space, I'm just yeah. saying like, not, not, not <laughs> outer space. I'm talking about like, the Corleone timeline, like you could go into the future, future. Who knows? Like Cyborg Corleone. Be honest, Don yeah, exactly. Don Robot. I make him an offer he can't refuse. Like <laughs> Mike, be honest. If I told you Godfather Ten is Don Corleone in space, do you watch it? Of course, of course I do. And they better get there way faster than ten. <laughs> that aside, though. The rumored Godfather 4 was going to be mm-hmm. the... Andy Garcia's art, Andy right? Garcia in the 70s, essentially. You know I love Andy Garcia. Kyle, quick. You saw the new Father Bride. I haven't yet. Thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle? Yeah. Thumbs in the middle? You're a big Father yeah. of the Bride guy, so I get that. My mom yeah, liked it, exactly. but she's a Latina. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's too much about family. <laughs> Come on. Regardless, I love Andy Garcia. So it was supposed to be his like dealing with the modern stuff. I think in like sorry, the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. interspliced with the rise of Sonny, his father, uh played by DiCaprio, that was the rumor, before the events of the first Godfather. Obviously right. we're not gonna get Ugh. that anymore. No, I like it. I, I would definitely watch it. I know you're not a fan, Kyle, clearly. Number one, get Scott Kahn. <laughs> That'd be cool. In a movie form, maybe not enough, but in a miniseries form, I'm not against it. Regardless, point is, if Paramount wants viewers, that's the project they would do. And my point is, I'm not saying they should do it, but if they get desperate, they own this property, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, you know, they did like a Rosemary's Baby mini series on network a couple years back and that got really good reviews you know really like, i didn't know that that's another like they should just do that i like i'd watch you know the idea for chinatown was originally a trilogy and they eventually made the two jakes which was the sequel like Ooh. go ahead and make a chinatown series with that character you know like do that like it's yeah, not that's fine because that's a much more insulated story 
Yeah, it's insulated, but like there's a lore there and it's attached to actual history of Hollywood and California and you can get way deeper into the politics and, you know, yeah, you so really explore it over that, multiple that, generations. That bodes itself way better than I think continuing the Godfather in a future way or a past way. Yeah, I think just in so that there's less out there there's less of that content floating around you know there only are there's the good chinatown movie and the bad two jakes movie but like the core of all of that material is still super fertile i think but look i i agree with you would i prefer that absolutely but the three of us were film nerds chinatown speaks to us chinatown doesn't speak to the average person the only reason yeah yeah you're right the only reason i say that godfather thing is because if you're desperate, you want to keep your network alive, you don't put the Chinatown cards on the table as much as I want it. You put the biggest Trump card you have. And what bigger you Trump do you have than the Godfather stuff, right? So yeah. I'm not saying I want it or don't want it, though I will take do they it. Own, do they, no, Universal is Scarface, right? Because I feel like Scarface trumps Godfather in Whoa. the sense of popularity. In no. the sense of popularity. Mm. Who, do you, who do you hang out I don't with? Want, like? I don't want to. I don't want to I'm not get. I'm not going to touch that tonight. I was about to. I was about to make a love story series joke. So. <laughs> Look, I love Scarface. I am a big fan of Scarface. But The Godfather is The Godfather. People say this is The Godfather. This is The Godfather of that. Like, and they're talking about the. Movie. I understand, but I think I think if that many people, I think that then the offer would already be more popular than. And they I, both sort of had their parody films too. One had like the freshman, one had Married to the Mob. I feel like those are sort of they they might they might be they might be neck and neck. I I don't know. I feel like the Godfather inches out. I mean, it's got the sunny sequence, but it doesn't have the chainsaw, it doesn't have the coke. Like I feel like there's just a lot more of people sort of turn away from Scarface. It's just a little more brutal. Well, Scarface is what Vito is trying not to be. Yeah, exactly. But but Kyle, I'm yeah. glad you brought up that thing like, oh, it's not that popular. I might be a hot take, but I contend as I finish my <laughs> I didn't drink the whole bottle, to be fair. Sure. The wife not came tonight. by and asked for a couple swigs and I gave it to her. But I truly believe that if this show was on Netflix it would be tremendously more popular than it is on Paramount Plus. I don't think it's not popular because it's not good or it's not fun or anything like that. I just I'm not saying that either. I just brought it up as a point towards like if there's that many diehard Godfather fans, yes, I agree that then a Godfather series or another movie, anything much more in that continuation of that story would then do even better, but I would think that the offer, you know, I don't think that many young people are watching The Godfather. These you days. are so right, though, Kyle, because that was going to be my next point. A lot of Godfather fans, <laughs> I had to help my mother figure out how to get on Paramount Plus to watch this show. And my mom's not that old, right? A lot of Godfather fans are not the most tech savvy. I know that sounds like ageist and fucked up, but they're not going to be the ones who have five streaming services, you know? And I feel like people who have Paramount Plus have five streaming services. Tell me out there, if if you are a listener who Paramount Plus makes your top two or three streaming services, hit us up on social media and let me know. <laughs> but let's be honest, most people don't have it in their top three. So you are right, there is a disconnect between people who love The Godfather and people who 
are active and avid streamers. If Paramount Plus, especially with their content, what have I been talking about, right? Old movies, a show about The Godfather. And let's be honest, again, I might sound ageist, but I don't mean that. CBS shows like CSI and Hawaii Five-O, not exactly the 18 to 25 demographic, right? And their other own, even though they sold it off or whatever they did, is a Western. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, they need to figure out how to make their streaming service more accessible to boomers and and people who enjoy their kind of content. Because let's be honest, the people who enjoy the Godfather content are mostly that age and slash film nerds, right? So, like... The fact that I had to help my mom go through it, the fact that I that I think there are a lot of people, Mike, and you probably agree, that would watch and love this show if they had access to it, but they don't have access to it and they don't even want to bother. Yeah, I you know they either don't know or it's like baseball on Amazon. Yeah, Prime. they just don't know. <laughs> no, you're right. It's it's but we're moving to a streaming world, and I think it's something like people. There was at one point that they couldn't believe that we would be moving to a cashless society. Like, how are the old people going to pay with a debit card? You know, it, it's stuff like that. How it's are not even debit cards anymore. Touching this to Yeah, it, no, exactly. How are people going like, to ride the subway with just using their phone or, or not having a Metro card? And everything's changing. Eventually people adapt, but sometimes it takes some people a little bit longer than others. And we're not even the youngest generation that are adults, not even close, right? So I just hope that they can become a little bit more accessible so that the people who want to see the content in Paramount Plus do. Agreed. Anything else we want to talk about? Because we, we have a new segment that I do want to debut. I'm good. How about you, Kyle? I'm good. This is, am I part of this next segment? No. Yeah, no, I'm not kicking you out. <laughs> yes, of no, course. No, I don't know if I should yes. wrap up. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I've made my peace with the offer. <laughs> you've said your piece so a new segment i want to introduce mike is just a little little salute little uh blessing it's been a tough year for gangsters or actors who play gangsters in films yeah and i decided that this is the podcast of any podcast to salute those amazing actors who did it we had a james con tribute the other day mike on one of the episodes so of course he's a coppola you know actor so we'll salute him so you know salute everyone to james Conn. listen to one of the one of the offer episodes for our words on him but so many have died recently i don't mean to laugh but it's like been like i feel like it's every week it's kind of morbid and it really sucks so yeah yeah who who do we want to start with so why don't we start with the uh the fine man who passed away just the day of this recording you're right, Mike, and this is what made me think of this segment. Paul Servino, Goodfellas, cheers, salute, passed away today. He was great in Goodfellas. Again, that's a Scorsese film, but it, there's such a connection between Scorsese and Coppola, no? Yeah, you know, Mariner yeah. is thicker than blood. <laughs> <laughs> Any but thoughts on Servino? I never knew that uh, Nero was his daughter. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, you didn't know? No. You didn't know no. that? Oh, no, I just thought it was another. Totally... This is another person with a vowel last name. No, no. that's yeah, that's. I mean, she, in her Oscar acceptance speech, she 
thanked him and it, it's been running all day on uh, Twitter and stuff. But yeah, I remember hearing about that uh, back in the day. I don't really know Paul Sorvino from much else. The Rocketeer, other than, baby. The Rocketeer. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. That's that's pretty much like where my movie, he made a movie with uh, Chris Tucker and who else was in there? Tiger Blood, Tiger Blood. What's that? Charlie Sheen? <laughs> <laughs> The ways tiger blood, but, tiger blood. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, he he will very much be missed, and yeah. Paul Savino, we salute you. Salute. Oh my God, Brian, this is amazing. I'm just scrolling through. Paul Servino is in a movie called Joe Tory Curve. It's a TV movie. Joe Tory Curve Balls Along the Way. And he looks like wow. Joe Tory. So, that makes sense. <laughs> That's well, amazing. So movie. Money yeah, we got to catch up on TV movie. Sure. Money talks. Oh, Romeo and Juliet. Come on, Brian. High school movie. True. True. Well, debatable if it's high school movie. It's a teen movie for sure. But we'll cover he's it. In, he's, <laughs> Paul Savino. He's in Nixon. We salute oh, he plays you. Henry Kissinger in Nixon. Yeah. Yes. Salute. Great career. Great mafioso and good fellas. Speaking of good fellas, let's just take this time to salute the great Ray Liotta. Who passed yeah. away this year as well? Pride of Union, uh, New Jersey. Ray Liotta, amazing Goodfellas, a bunch of stuff. I mean, non-mafia stuff like Field of Dreams and Copland. Copland, I love Copland. Oh, that's a. I wish there was a show that we could talk Copland on. <laughs> there's a great, there's a great foodie scene in uh, Copland with De Niro and sandwiches. Slice Stallone and De Niro. Oh yeah, sandwiches. yeah, yeah. There's, that's a great trailer moment. You blew it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You blew it. You I love Pandora's it. box, and you blew it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find a way to talk Copland on somebody's podcast. But yeah, should we have called this Coppola Land? <laughs> by the way, by the way, I'm trying to figure this out. A lot of people are saying Coppola. They are. Yeah. Is this is that the real pronunciation? If it is Coppola, please let us know. Look, you know, according to my girlfriend, it is, but who knows? She's not an Uh-oh. expert on, on. She did say that. I remember <laughs> yeah, that. I forgot at, at Joey's yeah. party. So it might be Coppola land. <laughs> Regardless, Ray Liotta, great actor. Loved him in Wanderlust. Yes. Yes, I love it. And he died in uh, my ancestral homeland of the Dominican Republic. So, Ray Liotta, we salute you. Do you know who else we have on the list? Oh, man, there's more. Holy Walnuts. That's right. We did James Caan, yes. We did Paul Servino. We did Ray Liotta. Paulie Walnuts himself, Tony Sirico from oh, The Sopranos. That's right. Oh, my gosh. That's right. A they... lot of cheers hey, today. Hey. Of... So, I used to call him. Wally Paul Nuts. <laughs> How'd you come up with that? <laughs> hey, the same way I come up with all my jokes. <laughs> no, but we laugh because he's Polly Walnuts might be my favorite character in The Sopranos. He's oh, he's amazing. terrific. Yeah. He survi- um, spoilers, he survives. True, <laughs> yes. But Tony Sorico, great actor, another film gangster that all, I also in Goodfellas. Good. Also in Goodfellas. Yeah, I forgot about that. Is Goodfellas cursed? Is Joe Pesci next? Someone. I mean, Joe Pesci is up there. He's up there. in heaven? Not in heaven yet. (laughs) Oh, in Hoboken. Yeah, in the (laughs) Boken. Yeah. But Tony Sirico, we salute you. Salute. That's four four classic mafioso uh, 
mafioso what actors what do we want to say gangster actors who passed away recently so. yeah thespians i guess you know of la costra nostra <laughs> cheers salute you know uncle francis is there giving his glass as well saluting to these great 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 actors so thank you so much for your performances let everyone take a swig of wine even if you don't have wine cheers a salute all right, guys, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much for hopping on again to Uncle yes. Francis' Wine Cellar. We have you signed up for a couple other episodes, Kyle, so don't worry. You'll be back, nice. including a very unpopular Francis movie that you really want to be on, but don't spoil it. Well, okay, I won't spoil that, but oh, I feel like I'm going <laughs> like to maybe spoil something else right now, but you have very big news in the Godfather department, don't you? Oh, my goodness. I didn't want You're to not taking this honor movie. very seriously. As a quarter Italian, I'm a quarter offended. Kyle, as you are a close personal friend and you know this person as well, and you were there. I was there. I almost ruined the, the surprise. You had no idea. <laughs> like you'll, love, you'll love this story. I wanted to save this for maybe our Godfather episode, but I got a tremendous honor the other day. My good friend, Anthony Tellerico. Good Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> good Italian Jersey man. He has, a, you know, he has two children and beautiful young baby, Victoria. He asked me to be the godfather of its child. And I know in the Italian ah. world that is such a tremendous honor. And I took it very seriously. And I still take it very seriously. I didn't, I'm overwhelmed. It's probably the highest honor I've ever received in my life. So thank you, Anthony. I know you don't listen, but thank you, Anthony. If you listen, maybe I wouldn't be named godfather, but thank you. <laughs> thank you, Anthony, for giving me that honor. And Kyle, why don't you tell Mike how it actually happened? So we're at Anthony's house, okay? And <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm inside, Anthony's inside, and Brian, as usual, has taken over the airwaves and is playing a Spotify, Spotify playlist of sorts. And Anthony's like, can you ask Brian to play the Godfather theme? And I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. Mm. And I go outside, I'm like, Brian, can you play the Godfather theme? He's like, why would I do that? <laughs> and just like i'm like i don't know anthony wants he's like what does he want the godfather theme to play i'm like i don't know maybe he's about to ask someone to be godfather i had no idea <laughs> i had no idea but that's just where my i'm like i don't know like fantastic maybe he's fantastic. gonna ask like and like the and thinking about it like and suggesting that brian is the only person that's there that like qualifies <laughs> The way if he named you Godfather, would you be confused? So confused. <laughs> so confused. You know, like if he if, if it was like the misdirection, it was like Brian, like go tell Brian to put this music on, and it was because he was going to honor you. There's, like that would. There's have been one so... other guy there that I had never met before that is actually like, I don't in a relationship with the Godmother. And I had never met him before, but I wasn't sure if he, like, already, like, uh, you know, I knew that their relationship, they weren't dating a few years ago, but I wasn't sure if it was someone like Anthony already knew. But but nonetheless, uh, so Anthony wanted the Godfather theme to start playing, and then he walks outside, and first they give something, I think, to the Godmother, and then they even hand this thing that Brian's about to show. Honestly, honestly I wasn't paying attention to the Godmother presentation, because I was just... <laughs> Yeah, Brian was just very upset that his music was no longer playing and the Godfather music was playing. By the way, my, my quarter Italian wife has brought me some meats and cheeses because I'm hungry. Oh, so nice, if nice. You, if you see that on air, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was I was named the Godfather and I was given this glass. I'm gonna, It's hard to see on the air. I'll probably fill it with something the next time. But Godfather glass here from the font from the film. Just put your hand behind it. <laughs> 
Very oh, cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, there you go. Much easier to see. Not only are we going to be talking about the Godfather, Mike, but now I'm officially, or not yet, I guess. I could be dethroned, but I'm officially in line to be nice. the Godfather to an Italian baby. Oh, although, so, although, oh well, although, well, half Italian, to the club. Half Italian, baby. But, um, half Italian, well, half Cuban. Yeah. So I could do the Scarface thing as well yeah. if you're interested. <laughs> but, but, I, but I gave Brian one of the toughest scenarios. I said, but, but would you rather be Godfather or the Mets win the World Series? And he didn't give me a straight answer, so... I still don't know. I still don't know. I'm not going to say that. Wait till I'm Godfather. I'll see how that well, feels. I'll tell you and what. We'll... You, there's always next year for the Mets, If, uh, but this this is your year to be Godfather. Yeah, cheers. That's, Salute. That's, what, so, a tr- that's what a true Italian would say. That's why you got to keep it in the family. Kyle, thank the you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me about Not reminding me, but I wasn't going to say it on the air yet, but appreciate it. So, Kyle, thank you for being on Uncle Francis Wine Cellar. Please plug away. What are you up to? How can people follow you? What am I up to? Uh, Joey's asking me for dues for my show that hasn't existed for a year, but that's okay. Uh, but I'll. Uh, but I, I want to get back to foodie folks. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get back to it soon. I've had some episodes recorded for quite some time, uh, but I'm just trying to back catalog. I've been talking to some people to come on and. Much like plenty of other podcasts out there, unlike uh, the Mad Men that I'm talking to right now, especially Brian, uh, I, I think I'll release in like seasons. So not every week after week I'm, is devoted to that. I, I don't understand. You're superhuman in that sense, Brian. I applaud you for that. Well, I don't really sleep, but. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's still Foodie Films is out there. Always listen to the hundred episodes that exist on that, and the mere hundred episodes. Um, no, that's more than I have for my show. I only have like 65 on Third Times a Charm. So. Yes, but Mike, you have seven shows on the network, yeah. so. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And Kyle, Kyle, you've covered some Coppola scenes on Foodie Films. I've covered some Coppola scenes, some um, obviously, it's, uh, you know, the the recently late great Paul Servino and and uh, Goodfellas. So uh, yeah, you guys will have to in your exploration of more Coppola. We'll have to let me know if you find any good food scenes. Uh, and bes- oh, besides that, they all have good food scenes. Yeah, of course. Uh, boy, and just like I know, I mentioned it. Like I mean, and it just comes out a few times in the offer. But like, just without like a wink and look, and specifically saying like Coppola wines, he was pushing. He was almost pushing wine more than The Rock pushes tequila. Jesus Christ! There's <laughs> <laughs> definitely like subliminal advertising. Yeah. Uh, well, again, the wife and I have killed this Coppola wine. So, thank you, Francis, for your wine or whining, vintering. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Kyle, thank you and. Where can people follow you? Uh, follow me at Foodie Films Media on Instagram. I really don't use Twitter anymore, but I think I'm on there as like Foodie Films. Uh, you guys tag me and stuff at least. But uh, yeah, just follow me. Instagram is the the important one. But of course, uh, follow Cage Club uh, podcast as well. And because there's just so many great shows and now including uh, this one and you guys just keep... Uh, or in group chats, and I never know how to respond to all the crazy ideas that you have. But I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure they will all come to fruition someday. And uh, what's your OnlyFans again? Jersey City Dirty Boy. What Soon. So you joke. You joke. 
Okay. Adding means to make some money. So Kyle, your your dating site profile, if anyone's Oh yeah. I mean oh, yeah, I'm dating dating, I'm on field, I'm on Tinder, I'm on Hinge. You can't search Kyle on field. No, you can't, but if you see me, yeah, you know, I think my main one is a mean leaderhosen holding a nice uh leader of beer. On field, so, you're in a leaderhosen? Uh uh, field. Let me see. With a with a no, that one. Beer. No, no, that, no, that, no. <laughs> field. I'm just. Uh, uh, that's field. Just normal pick, but you know. My, Mike, okay. Mike, Headshots. are you familiar with field? No, I'm not. I'm. I've been. It's a very. I'm, it's a very kink, kink yeah, forward. I've been out of field. Uh, is just for sex. It's not literally. I was sex, with a. You know, I, Kyle. I was with a cousin of mine, and we were talking about dating sites, and I literally texted you. What's the dating app for sex? Yeah, I wasn't going to get into some. A minute answers, later, but you know me. A minute later, you're like field. I'm yeah. like, that's it. Yeah. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sex no, is fun. I know. I love so, sex. Yes. I love, sex is great. <laughs> you can find Kyle on Field. <laughs> you can find him on OnlyFans. You can find him on, on Plenty of Fish, Coffee Meets Bagel. You can, you find, can find me just standing out in the middle of a field. Come, come on, come on, just on trying come to get on. some quiet. <laughs> come on a food tour, and we'll uh, we'll have some dessert oh. afterwards. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. With a bottle of Coppola wine. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Is that is that a promise that if someone finds your tour, tell them about your tour. But if they, but Kyle, I want you to make a promise that if they find your tour through this show and they mention it, that you will have a glass of Coppola wine with them. Oh, of course. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, so the, so the, food, the food tour company is oh. called Beyond the Plate Food Tours. I'm a food tour guide for said company. And I do both. There's a downtown Jersey tour and the Heights uh, neighborhood in Jersey City tour, uh, which is the neighborhood I live in. And both are tremendous tours. We stop at four savory spots and a sweet treat at the end. And just a great way to explore a, um, you know, Jersey City's obviously been around for a long time, but quote unquote up and coming in the food scene. So come on and check it out. And, And Kyle, I actually ran into my uncle at the Met game recently. And he asked me like, Hey, uh, by the way, are you here with that food man? I really love his Instagram. <laughs> I love it. So there you go. So even like, you know, my uncle. With his uncle Francis is a wine cellar, Brian's uncle likes the foodie films man. So it's all connected. Here. Everyone so, loves some again. ham, some smoky hams. <laughs> so you can follow my personal Twitter at OhMyRodriguez. I host another show, a couple of those shows. But my main other show is High School Slumber Party. We're 300 plus episodes there. Mike is on literally all the time. Kyle, I'm sorry. I know that you're on San Emilio Island for this summer, and I haven't been able to join you because I have to get my shit together. So I apologize for not joining you this year. You seem sober tonight, which is good. So I appreciate that. Emilio. <laughs> Mike is the superintendent now of High School Slumber Party, and he's keeping a, a short leash on me. So I got to get all my assignments together for any hope that High School Slumber Party will exist in the future. In the fall, <laughs> now so. I want a spinoff called Sober in San Emilio. <laughs> <laughs> so apologies, I can't join you this year, but Kyle, we might ask you on for a High School Slumber Party episode this summer. But check out High School Slumber Party, please. We do a lot of great stuff there. And Mike, please. You have so many shows on this network. Why don't you yeah. let the audience know what they are? Uh, so they're all at cageclub.me. You can go find them there at that fine website there. But uh, I host a show called Third Times a Charm, where Brian is my unofficial co-host there. It comes out the third of every month. It is about the third installment of a franchise 
a third movie in a series. I'll just, you know, uh, <laughs> the intention was to cover other things like games and stuff, but I think I covered one video game. Then <laughs> there are the monsters that made us with my co-host Dan Cologne. That's the f- last Friday of every month where we are looking at the history of the universal monster movies, starting with Dracula, you know, all the way back in the thirties and working our way uh, to the present day and beyond. And then there's all the other shows, like I said, on cageclub.me. I do a bunch with Joey Lewandowski, the Cage Club, Keanu Club, Watch the Throne, uh, Viva Pod, Vegas, Hanks for the Memory, Tom Tom Club, uh, Cruise Club, a lot of stuff. So go check it out. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. So, Kyle, I have some of my vinyl behind me. Mike, you have. A lot of vinyl behind you. Kyle, I just see a small DVD rack. So next time you come on. <laughs> well, I'm, in, uh, I'm, in, I'm in my bedroom. My vinyl is out in the living room. I'm just surprised you didn't bring all your vinyl with you to San Emilio Island. So I know you're just playing it really straight from your iPhone. Oh, yeah. I have a bunch of Spotify TV. playlists now, guys. Check those out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know, like, Joey's probably listening. Like, end the episode. No, Kyle, plug your Spotify playlist and then we'll get out of here because... <laughs> You are rocking. From what I say, see on your Instagram, you are rocking the ladies in San Emilio Island with these playlists. So, yeah. tell us about your playlist on Spotify. All right. So, well, long story short, you know, people have always referred to me and have called me a ham. Which, if anyone doesn't know what that means, that just means someone that can be a bit over the top, you know, extravagant or a, a thespian of sorts, or just you know, overall. In Spanish, we say fanfaron. Oh, I thought they said lechon. No, no, no. That's literally a ham, but you are. <laughs> I, no, I guess I guess you're not boastful, but yeah, jolly peacock, peacock, peacock is another peacock. word for it. Anyway, so I've got a few. It started with ham cooking because you should always be listening to music when you cook. Uh, and then there's ham in bed, and because you should always be listening to music when you fuck. Yep, rhythm helps. <laughs> rhythm is gonna get you. Oh, that should be on the playlist. Fuck. Uh, How is that not on the playlist? Because there's Whoa. always it's a okay. growing list. It's always evolving. Sorry. Uh, and then there's there's, there's there's road ham for your time on the road. Then there's beach ham. Then there's ham. <laughs> then there's ham strip, uh, which is you know can lead to the bedroom, but sometimes you just got to make some money that way too. And then last but oh, um, oh, I'm sorry. Then there's ham karaoke, which is all the songs that I sing in karaoke. And then, which Brian joined me uh, recently and did an amazing rendition of uh, Rainbow Connection. And then last but not least, oh. uh, there's uh, the Lonely Ham playlist for, you know, just those times you need, you know, that you might be alone physically, but we're all there for you. So Lonely Ham playlist. So those are all on Spotify. Check them out. And if you want to, like, if you have trouble finding them, message me or message Kyle. Will. We'll direct you there. And yeah, I'll plug that, Kyle. So I recently joined you at Ed and Mary's in Jersey City on a Thursday. Oh, Mike, you've subscribed. Nice. Roadham. Roadham. <laughs> Some are so shorter than others. Joined- I'm always always adding on. Always adding on. It's a living playlist, a living, breathing playlist. But Kyle, recently I joined you at Ed and Mary's on a Thursday karaoke night in Jersey City. Great bar. So if you are a Jersey City listener, check that out. Kyle is almost always there on a Thursday night. Say hi. He'll buy you a drink. If you if you say, I listened to Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar and that made me go to Ed and Mary's, Kyle, I'm sure you'd buy him. Yeah, totally. We'll, do, we'll take a shot together. 
you'll take a shot together, but it's a blast. Mike, I implore you, you should come out. And I'm not going to brag, but I did sing a version of Rainbow Connection with seven different Muppet voices that brought the <laughs> house down. And oh, am man. I exaggerating, Kyle? The house loved it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and particularly me. Like, I, we, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't. <laughs> hug often i'm a hugger we don't hug for some reason i'm not going to get into that now but i said to you i know we don't hug i need to hug you right now because <laughs> it was he did he oh god all the voices but then all of a sudden he s- continues singing it in the swedish chef voice and so her i did kermit i did swedish chef i did miss piggy wow i did like a i did grover Sesame Street. All I don't know right. if people caught that. And and I, I said goodbye in a, in a big bird voice. So there was a lot of voices there. It was <laughs> very, very cool. fun. Point is, <laughs> if you're in the Jersey City area, check out Ed and Mary's. Maybe you and Robin want to come down, Mike. Yeah, I gotta find. Night. I gotta. I gotta figure out a song to sing as Robert Evans. Maybe. <laughs> Smash, Mouth, Smash Mouth's All Stars I mean, might go to karaoke songs. So you know. Lady, hey, lady in red. You're an all star. Go play. Hey now, Bobby, you're a rock star. <laughs> One more update. You might know this guy from high school slumber party, but cousin Pumpkin just texted me. Ooh. So Pumpkin in the house. Joe Joe Two, <laughs> another another on network person has said that there's a character in the reality show Love Island that reminds him. Of Cousin Pumpkin. <laughs> and I've been telling him about this. And, and Pumpkin's a Love Island fan, but the new Love Island's on Peacock as we talk streaming, right? So he sent me something recently while we were on air. said, let me get that Peacock. And sent me a picture of a Peacock. Oh, so, yeah. So I'm going I'm to get off air and send him that. But Kyle, since you are the guest, do you know how we close the show? Did Mike tell you? No. Mike, tell him. Leave the guns. Take the cannolis. That's what I say? Like, leave the guns. That's how I mean. Okay. Leave the guns. Take the cannoli. Actually, one more time. Leave the guns. Take the cannoli. There we go. That's better. There we go. I'm going to leave both versions in. I love it. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, guys. This is the end. Beautiful friend. This is the end. My only friend, the end of